Chapter 3 Peter pulled into the gravel parking lot and looked around. There was a shitty LeBaron parked by the dumpster. He took the spot next to it and finished his bottle of Mountain Dew, tossing it out the window where it landed in the grass ravine of the highway. This was the biggest pizza hut he'd ever seen. It looked almost like an actual restaurant. Peter didn't feel prepared. He'd only had a job for a few weeks at this point, and he was already tired of it. His parents had forced him into the service industry, claiming it would teach him adult lessons in budgeting and punctuality. But so far, all he'd learned back at the old Altoona location was how to roll a joint with paper towels and scotch tape. He'd hoped his first summer job would lend more of a hand to helping him lose his virginity. But the Altoona scene was dry as a bone. All the upper-class girls already had boyfriends or even worse, babies. He'd spent his first two weeks just driving around. He thought having a car would help him meet girls, but so far, it only made him a few bucks in tips. A lanky boy, not much older than himself, walked out into the lot and looked over his car. Peter rolled down his window and nodded to him. The boy was smoking a cigarette. He didn't look old enough to be smoking. Are you Peter? the boy asked. Yeah, Peter said, studying the boy's off-brand jeans and the faint burn scars across his forearms. I'm Mike, the boy said, sticking the cigarette in his mouth and offering his pack to Peter through the open window. Have a smoke. I'm going to show you around. Peter was only 14, but he'd smoked a few times before. He took the cigarette confidently, stuck it in his mouth, and got out of the car as if this exchange were no big deal. He looked around to make sure there were no police parked anywhere, and then he lit it, taking a long drag. Mike pointed to a broken line of fencing with piles of trash and beer cans scattered along it like dead flies in a windowsill. The bright sunlight ignited the gravel, a blinding white. The boys shielded their eyes and studied the dilapidated structure. That's the dumpster, Mike said. That's where we throw shit away. Mike turned and walked toward the building's front doors, and Peter followed him. They entered, still smoking the cigarettes. Mike made no attempt to put his out, so neither did Peter. They walked through the dining room, past the buffet counter, and back into the prep kitchen. They came to an abrupt halt at the pizza assembly line, and Mike grabbed a handful of shredded cheese and stuffed it into his mouth. This is the kitchen, he said, motioning to the walls with a shrug of his shoulders while chewing. Peter glanced around, pretending to learn something. Great, he said faintly. They say you drive, Mike said, grabbing more cheese. How old are you? I'm 14, Peter said. And you pass driver's ed already, Mike asked. Yeah, I only have my permit, but they let me drive anyway. They said they were really short on drivers. You own that car out there, Mike asked. Not really. It was my sister's. Mike nodded to this, vaguely listening while continuing to eat out of several compartments on the pizza line. How old are you? Peter asked. I'm 17, Mike replied. Mike was lying. He was only 14 as well. Peter looked around, wondering when the tour would be over. I'll let you just figure out the rest of the place as you go, Mike said, dropping his cigarette on the ground and smashing it with the sole of his sneaker. The door to the walk-in cooler slid open, and a girl came out carrying a frosty bottle of beer and a magazine. She wasn't just a girl. She was practically a full-grown woman. She was pale and slightly pink, 
She had large breasts, and the refrigerator air had turned her nipples hard. They stuck out from beneath her uniform. The breasts moved as she walked. Her hair was the color of a football with the same muted shine and oval shape. Her pants looked painted on. She was as thick as a glazed donut. There was something oddly arousing about the way she carried all of herself. Her walk had this sort of confident sexuality to it. Her hips swiveled back and forth with each step. She walked right between Peter and Mike without looking up from her magazine. Peter watched her ass move like two fighting tomatoes as she turned a corner and disappeared behind a high shelf of boxes. This had been the most exhilarating moment of Peter's entire life, though the feelings in his genitals, heart, and mind hadn't caught up with one another to explain why. He went lightheaded. His skin felt cold. His legs felt numb. He had a thumping erection which he quickly grabbed with a hand, forcing himself to cough. Mike had watched the girl walk too, watched her in the same way as Peter, waiting silently for her to turn the corner as his eyes moved up and down with her hips. Peter wished he'd gotten a better look at the girl's face, but there'd been no time. As of lately, breasts had taken up most of his attention when a girl was around. He just wanted to see what they looked like underneath the clothing. It was a simple curiosity, but he'd yet to get a girl to show him. Who was that? Peter asked, casually as he could. His voice cracked. Becky, Mike said, staring off. That's the manager. What a babe, Peter said with a shiver. Total babe, Mike agreed. They stood there another minute, not speaking, and then Mike pulled a broom from the wall and handed it to Peter. Just sweep the floor or something until we get customers, I guess. Mike went back out the front doors. Peter took the broom and drug it along the floor toward the shelf of boxes. He peeked around it. There was a desk in the back corner. He could see Becky's white hand tapping a pen. He pressed his back to the wall and drew in a breath. He listened to her turn a few pages of her magazine. The entire kitchen and restaurant was awful quiet and he stood there, holding his breath, trying to think of anything to say to her. He heard her take a drink and then slam the bottle down and flip another page. He pushed himself away from the wall and entered her office area, walking backwards while gliding the broom along the floor in a silly dancing pattern. He whistled a short tune and let his ass bump against the desk. There he stopped and turned around, acting surprised but smiling. Hi there, he said in a rugged voice. Becky looked up from her magazine at him. She was pretty drunk. She reached a hand out and swatted at him, yawning like a cat. I'm Peter, Peter said, taking hold of her hand and holding it a moment too long. She pulled the hand back and swiveled in her chair. She picked up her bottle of beer and took a drink, looking away from him. She seemed sad, or mad, or maybe just bored. He studied the side of her face and realized she was all three in reverse order. There were a few half-eaten slices of pizza lying around on her desk being used as makeshift paperweights. One slice even had a cigarette butt put out in it. An untouched slice lay topping side down on the floor where it had fallen many days, if not weeks, prior. It was blue. 
Blue like the eyeshadow rubbed over her pretty brown eyes. I'm your new driver, Peter said. Becky leaned back in her chair and squinted at him funny, looking at him like he was funny, like what he'd said was funny. She smiled the most seductive, open-mouthed smile, as if an invisible ice cream cone were floating right in front of her. First, she wet her lips, licking the bottom one and then the top in a clockwise swirl. Then the lips parted, and tiny white teeth drew out like fangs, while her tongue vibrated. The tongue was pierced. A shiny purple ball glistened from inside her mouth, and Peter could hear it click and clatter as she rolled it around playfully. He'd never seen anything like it before. She was seducing him, sizing him up, and providing visual aid to an extreme oral fixation. Peter froze. His words fizzled out his ears like smoke, and he stood there looking her in the eyes, thinking perhaps a part of his spinal column had come unhinged. He felt paralyzed. He couldn't even feel his hands. Every drop of blood inside of him had shot to his genitals like he'd been kicked right in the dick hole. He looked at the ground, then at his shoes, and then crammed his hands in his pockets, tucking away his erection. Becky picked up one of the slices of pizza, took a bite, and fished around through a drawer in her desk. She pulled out a few stapled pages and tossed them at him. Fill these out, she said with her mouthful. You can go sit in a booth. It was a packet asking for his car insurance information. Peter took them and stood there another minute, watching her take huge bites and chew them with her mouth open. She was absolutely beautiful. He hoped sometime soon she would let him buy her food so he could just sit and watch her eat. It was really sexy. Becky picked up her beer, took a long swig, and then belched louder than he'd ever heard a man belch. Bits of food flew out of her mouth and landed on the desk. She held the cold bottle to her forehead and sighed, looking up at him sideways. What the fuck is it, dude? she asked. She'd suddenly snapped into a fit of annoyance. It caught Peter by surprise, and all he could do was mumble sorry and turn, nearly running away. He ran through the kitchen and out into the dining room and slid into a booth with the pages in his hand. He stared out the window at the sun hanging behind a cloud. The cloud was shaped like a pair of breasts. He closed his eyes and watched the phantom of it float in the darkness of his mind. He got up and retrieved a pen from the cashier counter and went back to the booth. He filled out the form quickly. His mom had given him a slip of paper that morning with all the information the packet required. He signed the last page, tossed the pen over his shoulder, and climbed out of the booth, sauntering back into the kitchen and over to her desk. Becky had fallen asleep in her chair and was snoring. A small bit of something hung from her nostril and wiggled with her breath like a piece of tape stuck to a fan. Peter thought it looked cute. Her eyelids fluttered as if she were dreaming. He wondered about her dreams as he silently slid the pages in front of her and tiptoed around the corner. He leaned against the pizza assembly line and listened to her breathe. He'd fallen in love. 